You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. And on today's show, we're going to talk about Kansas City losing to the St. Louis Cardinals in game two of this series and hoping to bounce back tonight against the Redbirds. Last night, the Royals donned those magnificent Monarchs uniforms. The Cardinals were wearing the St. Louis Star uniforms. I was excited. I was optimistic. I was jazzed up for this game. It was appointment television, and I should have known right then that whenever I became optimistic, things were not going to go well, and they did not. I predicted yesterday, I told you to take it to the house, that Brady Singer was going to carve up this Cardinal lineup. This Cardinal lineup is dreadful. It's atrocious. And Brady Singer had a back-to-back fantastic starts, and he just simply did not have it on Tuesday night. Brady Singer goes three innings of three-hit baseball, gives up three runs, walks five batters, and strikes out four. He 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 tied his career high in walks in the second inning, surpassed that. Uh, in that ball game, he has a, a career high now of five walks in one game. The four strikeouts were nice. The three unearned runs were not. And then the three hits, of course, to bring in those uh, guys he gave free passes to. Uh, his record falls to three and five. If you care about pitcher wins and losses in 2020, I don't think you should, but there it is. Brady Singer, you know, he, he simply just didn't have it last night. He, he just did not have anything last night. And Mike Matheny got ejected after pulling Brady Singer because he felt like the strike zone wasn't in Brady Singer's favor. I don't see it that way. Uh, you know, there were a couple pitches, maybe one or two, where it was borderline. It wasn't egregious. It was borderline. You probably could have given Singer those calls. But but still, of all the strike zones we've seen this season, that was by far the best one. I mean, that, that was by far the best strike zone of the year. A couple pitches here and there missed that you could have gone either way with. It wasn't egregious, you just could have gone either way. That was not the game to get ejected if you're Mike Matheny. There's been plenty of other strike zones in which enraged everyone watching that Matheny didn't get tossed for. It seemed like a game in which Matheny knew it was over. Matheny wanted to get tossed in the third inning and go have a couple cold ones in the locker room before uh, going home. It just seems like he wanted an early exit. It just did. Brady Singer uh, wasn't happy either coming off the field. Again, the strike zone, did you miss a couple calls? Sure, but it was literally one or two. And those one or two calls uh, were borderline to where uh, if you were on the other side of it, you'd be calling it a good call. Uh, some of them are so egregious that even if it's in your favor, you just call it out of how just blatantly, obviously, they missed that call. This was not the case. So it seemed like Matheny just wanted to get tossed. He just wanted to go go home early. That's fine. Brady Singer just didn't have it. And I saw a lot of people on Twitter tweeting at Lockdown Royals and just tweeting about Singer in general uh, about how disappointing it was that Brady Singer uh, couldn't 
dominate this Cardinals lineup. And it, and it was disappointing. I mean, I'm someone who was firmly saying that the Rose were not going to win that game, but that Brady Singer was going to be dominant in that game. So it is disappointing. But uh, in no way does this change the future of Brady Singer. It does it undo his last two starts. Sometimes you just don't have it, and he didn't have it. He had no command at all in that contest. Just zero command, which I don't think is, is something that he'll be repeating often in his career. If he had had command issues this entire season and you kind of saw it all all come together in that one game to explode on him, then we could have a different, a different discussion. Uh, but I think his command's been fine all year long, and he just let a game get away from him. And that's going to happen, especially to young pitchers. He's going to be fine. He's still going to be dominant. He's still going to be an ace of the staff. He's still going to be a top-of-the-line starter in the big leagues. But it takes time. He's still working through all of that. It's it's totally fine. Now, would you have preferred him to be lights out against a bad Cardinals lineup? Of course you would. He didn't exactly get drilled by the Bronx Bombers. He got drilled by some a couple schleps in a Cardinals uniform. That doesn't feel good, but it's in no way indicative of what he's going to do later on in his career. Uh, Mike Gathini getting tossed again was just silly to me. It, you just wanted to go home, and, and that's fine. Go ahead, go home, uh, leave early. Season's over anyway for the most part. Uh, but uh, Jacob Newberry comes in, get you through that fourth inning, uh, and then and then Kyle Zimmer. Kyle Zimmer comes in, and, and this is just disheartening. He, give, he, he goes an inning, gives up two hits and a run uh, and two strikeouts. That's not, that's not the bad part. Uh, the bad part is in the following inning after that, uh, he comes into the contest, faces a batter, you know, doesn't even get through his first batter of the next inning, and he's pulling up lame with, with an arm injury. He's shaking his arm. He's holding his forearm. And, and we haven't heard much about uh, what this is yet for Kyle Zimmer. As of the time of recording this, we haven't heard a ton about what this could be. But, you know, you hate to speculate, but I will do it anyway. Anytime a pitcher is shaking his arm out there and holding his forearm, uh, you automatically get scared that it's going to be Tommy John surgery. And that would really, it sucks for anyone. You know, it, it's heartbreaking for anyone. But for, for Kyle Zimmer, who has dealt with injuries in his past, who has not had the career he's wanted to, who has looked like a, a flame out prospect for. 99% of his career up until this year in which he finally found a role that suits him. He's had to adjust to the fact that he will not be a top-of-the-line starter or even a starter period in the big leagues. He has to go to the bullpen option, and he stills not even your, your back of the end, back end of the bullpen type of guy. He's on the front end of that bullpen. A lot he had to overcome and adjust to, and he finally found a role in which he was playing well, playing effectively, and actually contributing to a major league baseball team. And then he gets hit with this injury. And you hope it's nothing. You hope it's it's just some uh, you know, tightness or uh, fatigue, arm fatigue, and, and you can move on and give him the, the rest of the year off and just let him regroup and get stronger for next season. But but this is a 28-year-old guy that's dealt with a ton of injuries in his past. And he's 28. You have a lot of bullpen arms coming up. You have a lot of bullpen arms in Kansas City already. You just wonder now about – what his future looks like if this is a Tommy John scenario. If it's not a Tommy John scenario, I still think that he's going to be on the roster next year, has a chance to hold on to a roster spot the next time you're in the playoffs in three or four years as, as a uh, you know back you know front end of the bullpen guy where you know, you're not really relying on him, but you need someone to eat those innings up. And he can do that. Uh, 
but we'll, we'll just see how his career unfolds from here. But that's not a good start uh, to the really second chapter in his career because the first chapter was him being a failed prospect. This chapter was starting to be written uh, with him being a, a contributing factor on a baseball team, which he hasn't been his whole career. And, and now he's dealt this newest injury. And, and it just, it sucks anytime that, that a guy cannot overcome these injuries and the injuries just seem to follow him his entire career. After the break, we're going to talk more about the Royals lineup and also preview some of this upcoming game tonight against the St. Louis Cardinals. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Indeed. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 the world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. As Matthew Wilder said, you've got to keep on moving with your business, and that makes the hiring process even more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gives you the best people and they give them to you fast. Unlike most sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring process. You only pay for what you need. Plus, you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of the online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more qualified candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed for a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. That is their best offer anywhere. Go right now, Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. And we're back on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. And let's continue to talk about the Royals' loss, 5 to nothing to the St. Louis Cardinals. The Royals lineup only able to get six hits. Whit Merrifield was one of them. Mondesi got you one of them, Franco, as well. And then you had a multi-hit game from my guy, Edward Olivieras, to boost his average to 247. And another hit comes from my guy, Nicky Lopez, who had some phenomenal plays in the field. Nicky Lopez has to be in that gold glove conversation, but the national media voting on the award has no idea who the hell Nicky Lopez is, so he's not going to be in that conversation. But still, pretty good defender, Nicky Lopez. You know, this lineup was dreadful, and it, it was, again, disheartening to see that you got shut down. But, you know, the Cardinals staff is... It's a very good pitching staff, and that's going to happen. And you would hope that in tonight's game, moving into Wednesday uh, at 7.05, you've got Duffy on the mound going up against Carlos Martinez. And Martinez has just given up a ton of runs. I mean, he has a 8.4 ERA. Duffy has also given up a ton of runs with an over 5 ERA. There should be fireworks tonight offensively between two bad lineups, which should show you how poor the pitchers are in this matchup, but that's still neither here nor there. I want to see the Royals go out there and score runs today. I want to see the Royals go out there and get guys on base, uh, get hits, get walks, get runs. I want to see the offense perform because if you cannot perform against a guy with an above 80 RA, who the hell are you going to perform against? I want to see this lineup start to turn it around. Uh, Duffy is neither here nor there. I've made my, my thoughts on Duffy uh, before I think that there's three pitchers in, the, in this rotation that you need to sit down and watch every single time they're on the mound, and that of course is Bubich uh, and, and Singer and Keller. Uh, Duffy, 
fine for this year. Hopefully next year and beyond, he's a bullpen arm at, at the most because you want to get these young pitchers up there and, and getting them experience starting. And if Duffy is still one of your top starters, one of your top five guys after he spent so much draft capital in the draft in starting pitching, you didn't you didn't do your job very well if you're dating more. And Duffy's best role in his entire MLB career has been proven to be in that bullpen. So the next time the Royals want to win, he's going to be in their bullpen arm. So I don't really care about what he does in the, as a starter this year. And you'd love to have that left-handed pitcher out of the bullpen. So that's totally fine that he would be a bullpen arm. Uh, but yeah, I just, nothing about a start tonight from Duffy is going to change my mind on that. Uh, but sure, it's always better to have players play good on your favorite team. So hopefully he plays good. But the biggest thing for me is just this lineup has to break out of the slump here. It has to get going a little bit. Uh, you know, they scored four runs on five hits on Monday. Uh, and then you go back to Sunday and they got three runs on six hits. I want to see them start to put together a, a big run game. Cause if you can't do it against Carlos Martinez, I just don't know who you're going to do it against. And, and, and you really want to close this series with the Cardinals strong. It's only going to be a three-game series. I think I've said four games in the past. Three-game series because tonight's your last game against the Cardinals. is your rubber match against the Cardinals before you go into a four-game series with the Tigers to end the season. Uh, but hopefully the Royals get another series win, and they'll have to do it with Danny Duffy on the mound, and hopefully their lineup will be competitive, you would hope. And you have another chance here. You have one last chance uh, to muddy up the NL playoff picture more than it already is. I mean, just what a disgrace the NL playoff picture is. Huh? The Phillies fall out of the postseason with their doubleheader loss to the Nats yesterday. The Brewers slide on in to the eighth seed. And the Central, which was once looked at as one of the worst divisions in baseball, has the White Sox in, the Twins in, the Indians in, the Cardinals in, the Reds in, and the Brewers in. So, I mean, the Central was once looked at as a disaster of a division, you know, combining the two regions. I mean, people took the West over them, took the East over them. The Central has found their way into the postseason. So we'll see what they can do here. Phillies are not out of it by any means, uh, you know, and again, uh, you can try to help that cause by beating the Redbirds, but let's face it, in Kansas City, we are all Padre fans. I mean, the Padres are basically the the Royals West, so you might as well embrace Slam Diego. And if the postseason ended today, you'd have some intriguing matchups. And and this is what's so interesting as we round out this regular season. Things have changed dramatically since we last talked about the postseason. I mean, you now look at this this you know schedule and. You know, a couple of days ago, it looked like we we're going to have pretty much all divisional matchups, which, which I'm honestly sick and tired of seeing because we've only seen these teams play within their divisions anyway. And now you've gotten the the Rays, Blue Jays is one inner division matchup, the Astros, A's, and then the Indians, White Sox. So that's three total. Uh, the rest of them are totally changed, and that was not the case just a day ago. So I hope that it kind of stays this way. You, you've got San Diego and, and, and St. Louis, which would be interesting. You've gotten uh, the Dodgers and the Brewers. Eh, I mean, anyone that plays the Dodgers in the 8th seed is going to get dominated, so who really cares? But then, you've got my Fighting Fish against the Cubs, like that matchup. You've gotten the Braves and the Reds. Sneaky good matchup because the 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 Braves have no pitching whatsoever, and the Reds are are a streaky team. And then you move over in the, in the Twins. I mean, hosting the Yankees. They've been dominated by the Yankees in the last, like, 4,000 postseasons. Can they finally get over the hump of the Yankees? And then the A's taking out the Astros would be nice, uh, just due to the fact that Michael Fires 
is who started the fire on the Astros this offseason. And then, you know, the, the pitching battle of the Indians and, and Sox going at it in that series would be good. Also, I mean, you would assume that at least one of those games in that series, you would get the matchup that you get tonight at 530, which is going to be Bieber versus Giolito, which would be an awesome game to watch itself. So, I mean, the, the postseason series, if it ended today, would be pretty interesting. But the thing is, this can all be different in five hours when the day's over for baseball and we're talking tomorrow about totally different matchups. So it's going to be something that, that you should keep an eye on because I do think it's important to continue to watch baseball, even though the Royals will not be involved in the postseason. Follow me on Twitter at Rodland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. And we'll be back tomorrow for another edition of Locked On Royals. Be good and be good to one another.